Russ. All right. Good day. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So today, this evening, in the morning, whatever time zone you're in listening to this, I'm catching up with a gentleman who has graced our audience before. He's actually been on at least twice before. And I'm looking forward to catching up because the hilarious thing I've already been planning to try and reach out to him to come back on the show just to catch up because he's been through a lot. And then he literally put a post out on social media saying, hey, man, everybody wants to rock some podcasts. I was like, ooh, me, because I was going to ask you anyway. So, ladies and gentlemen, for those who are watching the video don't recognize his mug, uh, this gentleman's been on the show before. Actually, one of the big first time coming on was actually to promote his book launch. He is a great book, by the way. It's called Unfuck Your Business. That's right. We have an open format. We have open lingo on the show, and I appreciated his branding. So uh, that was way back on episode 285. I aired that in July of 2019 when he was in the middle of a big book launch push. I mean, heck, since then, I launched a book. I mean, it's, there's a lot been going on, ladies and gentlemen. He is now rocking. I'm going to throw the brand out from the get-go. Step It Up Academy. But he didn't always have Step It Up Academy. And we might have to do some refreshing uh, from before the pandemic to during the pandemic to after the pandemic to Step It Up Academy to uh, we were literally just talking before we hit the recordings here that he could probably launch another two, three books just for what he's learned. And I've actually already been thinking about the same since my book launched last year. So we're going to have some fun today. But again, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, he's been working with a lot of entrepreneurs. Okay. So for those people who like to, when we talk about business on this show, he might know a few things about entrepreneurship, just a little bit. I mean, he's crushing like seven plus figure businesses nowadays. So that's how I want to just tease it into that. There's a lot more to his bio, but I don't care because he's been on the show before. Tomas Keenan, sir. Welcome back, brother. Scott, thank you for that wonderful intro. Uh, well, I'm it's actually, all about being innovative. You know, huh? <laughs> it's all about being innovative. <laughs> yeah, I'm grateful to be back in here, man, for real. Um, it's, it's funny. I put up that post and a lot of people come hit me. Hey, come on my show. Come on my show. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned the numbers, uh, the, the episode of the first one that we recorded was 285. So what's your, what's your, what number are you up to now on your recordings? Released? You got like five years in this podcast. Released or actually aired? So let's go with actually aired. Uh, well, well, I'll be releasing 399. Because I, I, I held back because I'm releasing 400 as me. But there's yep. still there's another 10 shows already recorded in the tank. And actually, yep. I would have passed 400 a while ago. But mm -hmm. I decided to go all in on the book. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I, t I asked my audience, I said, hey, guys, hang with me. I'm taking a bit of a break. You'll get a show here and there. But I was mm -hmm. pumping out no less than two shows a week uh, for four or five years, like putting in the reps. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I, I, we technically, if I hadn't taken that big hiatus and really pushed that book out, which underestimated that process, <laughs> uh, writing, writing and speaking the book was one thing, uh, editing it. Whew, that I think sucks. I had that conversation with you. Yeah, sir. that sucks. Uh, I'm still, I'm still standing by my position on that. <laughs> so yeah, man, it, we put a lot of reps in. We yeah. should, no. we, actually, to be fair, I think we could easily have been over 500 by now if I hadn't said, sure. you know what? I can only say yes to so many things. Yeah. Where's my energy best to flow? This mm -hmm. book is a charity project. I got to get it done. I got to yep. check it off the list. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I agree. The whole reason I asked that question and bring it up is, you know, and you probably experienced this too, because you, you've probably been a guest on countless podcasts at mm -hmm. this point in your career. Uh, I get hit up a lot to come on shows and the stats on podcasts are not great. I don't think many people make it past seven episodes or whatever. That's the that is the, uh, uh, the, I mean, all the all these new gurus of podcasting. Like, I've, I've actually broken people on the show, like, their first episodes of it on my show. And now, like, years later, they're like, oh, I'm now a podcast coach. And I just giggle. Like, I can't even laugh. I just giggle to myself. I'm like, oh, that's cute. You're yeah. a podcast coach. Yeah, I've only been broken. doing it, like, three years longer than you. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's hilarious how... One year, two years time. I mean, to be fair, 2019 from that episode, but you were on since then too. That's that's a one year, two years of just transformation, putting in the reps, growth, like you yeah. relocating, all mm -hmm. these things, moving across country. Like there's, you've been busy, just to say the least. But people say that to me too. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I know people that might be busier than me, like mm -hmm. you. <laughs> I feel the same way. 
I got I got a couple of buddies of mine that just get shit done, and I'm like, man, like I, I move hard and fast, and these guys are like 10x that. Yeah, wild. And that's what that's one of the things I look forward to and look for when I'm uh, interacting with people or looking up to people. Is like, hey, how what what are they doing? How are they operating? How are they getting it done? And what can I steal from them and implement into my life so I can make some of that a reality for me? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, it's funny. It's all flowing back into my head now uh, because I remember back in back that episode, uh, we talked about entrepreneurship, right? Talked about time management, talked about uh, successes, trials, tribulations, talked about other little, you know, like you're saying, taking some people's best practices, implementing your own. Like back in the day, I was just dipping my toes in things like uh, Michael Michalowicz, right? Great author yeah. for entrepreneurs, profit first. I mean, he's got <clears throat> four or five books now. A bunch, Clockwork Orange. Right. I'm like, dude, uh, uh, but actually, thanks to his methodology, I clicked with it. I never understood. I, I, I took courses in accounting, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I don't understand that. But Profit First made sense to me. It helped me grow mm-hmm. my business. Then it helped me like, wait a minute. I can set aside percentage of my success for charitable activities. So mm-hmm. as I grow my income, I also grow my charitable influences. So there's an alignment. Yeah. Like all these things over the past few years been crazy. That's why I was like, oh man, I can't wait to catch up with you because when I bring on somebody that's been two, three years, it's like, oh, it's been two, three years. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Uh, it's happened. not been three years. You, you, you and I did catch up during the pandemic. So Yeah, we caught up in 2020. We yeah. did another episode then. Yeah. Um, and I think we, I saw you a couple months ago, didn't I? What's that? Did we speak a couple months ago? I can't remember. I don't know. That's the problem. Want. We've been there's been so much going on. <laughs> I was like, crap, did we? I was out in Texas, but no, I wasn't out there for your for your thing. But yeah, I was out there. For, I was out there for KetoCon because I'm a health nut. I mean, but uh, yeah, that's cool. San Antonio, mm-hmm. some good meat. Yep. Mm. Yep. yep. God bless Texas. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh I'm seventy. I'm sixty five days into seventy five hard right now. Uh, first go. No, my second. I say, round. I, I say, I thought you've done this before. So. I have. Um, so is this a restart? First round. Uh, no, not a restart. Okay. Um, I started October 9th. The first round of this is what sparked let's sell the house, let's sell the business, let's pick yeah. up the family and move across country. So when my wife, when I when I had to break the news to my wife that hey, I'm going for 75 hard again, before she could even get it out of her mouth, because I saw the hesitation in her body and her body language. I'm like, oh, I promise no. we're not gonna move across country again. <laughs> <laughs> like this is just a health thing, maybe a, maybe a mindset thing, because that's the other thing. And people yeah. think it's a diet, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Seventy five hard. Like now, it's had so much so much great exposure. Mm-hmm. And anybody who like you and I, anybody who's been putting in the work, I like to generalize that the work. Mm-hmm. You realize, dude, it's not about health. It's it is the mindset thing. Well, it's it, it's it's almost like a page taken straight taken straight out of the military. It was like again when I was a, a hotshot, you know, and. and did the firefighting thing. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, they like to break you down, man, so you could, you could build yourself back stronger. They, 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 the saying was, they need to break you down to build you back stronger. But it's like, well, are they building you back stronger or are you building yourself back stronger thanks to the process? So yeah. I, I think it's super cool you're hitting that again, 75 hard. Yeah, man. Uh, definitely learned some different things this round. Uh, the first round was like, hey, can I even do this? And this this round hasn't even been a question of that because I've accomplished it once before. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goals have been different too. And and one of the things I also noticed is I, I carried a lot of the, the traits and the tasks over from the first round and I never officially let them go. Now, I didn't necessarily do each and everything twice a day, you know, two-day workouts, that kind of crap. I didn't drink a gallon of water every single day. Mm-hmm. But I did more so than I didn't, right? Was my diet strict at all times? No, it wasn't. Did I drink some alcohol? Absolutely, I did. <laughs> but I kept going back to the common pattern, which was, no, let's 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 keep things the way they, they should be or closer to that 75 hard model, even when I'm not on it. Right. And it made the transition period back into the groove of when I actually started. Like, oh, this isn't such a big deal, right? Um. I mean, gym wise, I'm I'm going five days a week anyway. So what's the difference if I make it seven? Nice, you know. Yeah. Um, and honestly, this is the best I've felt. I'm I'm 43 years old, uh, which is scary to, to admit. Uh, and I can salt pepper's looking you, better. Yeah. yeah, it's coming in hard. Well, again, because yeah. I talked to you. Uh, the first episode was you know 
three years ago, I've always had the salt. I'm only 45, but I'm, I've, I've, the salt and pepper kicked in hard on my beard years ago. So, yeah. uh, and then I noticed as like when you get your professional headshots updated and I see you on social media, I was like, oh, look at that. It's kicking in. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. Thanks. I call those light. That's life experience. It's not aging. Yeah. It's life experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've earned my stripes this year. Let me tell you. I bet. 75 yeah. hard is no joke. I mean, that's let alone everything else you're doing. Right. Yeah. For, for real. Uh, but honestly, it becomes a way of life. Um, I got a, a close friend of mine who's done it a couple of times. And I guess it was last winter. He was on on his his the last round that he had done of it. And yeah. I think he's done it four or five times. Um, and he said to me and, and it made sense, but it, it didn't click until this round of me doing it. He's like, it's not even a challenge anymore. Hmm. He goes, I wake up and he goes, I check the damn boxes off. And at the end of the day, I'm done. He goes, I'm progressing, I'm, I'm getting things done, but this is no longer a challenge for me to operate at this level. This has become the norm. Wow. You know, and it's like from the outside world looking in, uh, often people are like, oh, that's crazy. You got to drink a gallon of water a day and work out twice a day and read and do all this other crap. And like, yeah, but it really isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. And you're so much more productive in other areas of life because it forces you to prioritize things. Well, it's an age-old saying, uh, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. It, mm -hmm. it was like, I don't have time for that. I'm like, do you? I was like, I somehow hacked my 24 hours. All yeah. you have to do is find a way to hack your said 24 hours and make it realign with what your priorities are. Mm -hmm. And this this goes for people with kids and not kids. Now, granted, I'm the kid, guy with no kids, but uh, I, that's why I, people are like, how do you do all the stuff you do? I'm like, well, I think there is an advantage to me not having kids. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I also- but that's also an accountability thing. Like, dude, mm -hmm. I need to be hustling and doing more because I have, to me, I call that the end advantage. Like some people, they love the children thing. My wife and I aren't yeah. into it. It's cool. Sure. We're dog lovers. And, and I mean, we, like last week, we just booked our flights for uh, two of our big Western ski trips uh, this season because last, last year was the first time since I met her, we couldn't do any big mountain skiing out West because she tore her ACL. Mm. And I was like, okay, so she's had that all repaired. This is her first season back. We're like, all right, let's go to Tahoe and let's go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I need to get me some big pal pal mountains. So, mm -hmm. but it's like, I have the freedom to do that. Uh, but back to your point, like things like 75 hard in these programs, right? <sighs> Step it up Academy, right? So is this some of the stuff you talk about in there? Because I get a kick out of entrepreneurial growth. That's why you and I geek out every time we catch up sure. every year or two. And it's, it's truly a mindset flip. It is reprogramming your basic fundamentals. It's stripping you down and building building you back up with the new protocols. Uh, again, that's just me saying that. Yeah, by all means, it has a lot <laughs> has a lot to do with what I'm offering and what we bring our clients through. Okay, uh, I'm the operations guy, right? So, so there's two key roles in most companies. There's the visionary. There's the integrator. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who have read Traction or Rocket Fuel by Gino Rocket, Wickman. Yeah. Right. This is the the lingo and the, and the talk that comes from that book. I didn't create it. I'm not that smart. <laughs> You're but, smart enough uh, to take what works and repurpose it. Correct. So I start looking into this, reading more about it, learn more about it, learn, learn, learn. And I'm trying to figure things out. And at, earlier in my career, I had taken the the they call it the um, the visionary integrator assessment on rocketfueluniversity.com. So it's a free assessment. Anybody could take it. Take this quite this test. It's like 10 minutes. You got to opt in, give me your name and email, but whoop de do. It's called marketing, folks. Deal with it. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it's a pretty good list to subscribe to, by the way, if you want to learn some shit. Um, so take the test. And I take I'll the give test. A visual one... plug here. A little screen share. Yeah, cool. video feed. There you go. Rocket Fuel University. There it is. I take the test when I was sitting in the visionary seat of my last company that I ran. Okay. And I, I sat in that seat because there was nobody else capable of sitting in the visionary role. So I was like a forced visionary, right? I, I, I'm, I'm more like my natural abilities fall in the integrator role, which is the guy who's on the back end putting the systems and processes together. Um, I which, did notice, man, once you, once you clicked with that, that's all I see from you, integrator, integration. Yep. Like you, you're owning it. Like, because I, 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 I always, there's only so many people, like I have thousands of connections, but it's like, okay, I unfollow a lot of them. Like I'll stay friends with you or connect with you, but then I'm like, okay, remove you from the feed. If you're not giving back to the world, mm -hmm. I don't, 
need the normal, you know, air quotes, social media fun. Like I don't, I, I could always manually go to your profile and look at your news feed if I needed to. No stuff dumping into my funnel. It took months and months of free time. That's one of my little hacks, ladies and gentlemen, is unfollow everybody who's not giving back and then just allow those influencers that you care about and you actually align with and are sharing stuff like you're talking about. Boom. Let those guys into your feed. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, it also helps improve the positivity that comes into your own world, right? It's like we all have a choice as far as what we can um, input into our brains, right? We, we choose what we can read. We choose what we, we watch on TV, if we watch TV at all. And, and one of the big shifts for me was actually making the conscious decision to turn things off like the news. Hmm. Turn things off like the news and all of a sudden my mindset's better. I'm not a grumpy fuck all the time. Um, the negative news turn networks. Things, yeah. Turn turn things off like the people who are giving out negative messages on social media who aren't providing value. Go ahead and unfollow, unfriend, whatever you got to do. Get rid of them. And what you're going to wind up doing is you'll change your news feed on social media. And, and before long, like, wow, I can't believe all these amazing, positive people I'm surrounded by. That's literally what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. So going back to Step It Up Academy, yeah. um, I took that assessment. I was a visionary. Fast forward a couple of years. I sell my company, get out of the way. I wind up coming into another organization, and they bring me on as the operations guy, the COO of the company, like, which naturally fits. I remember when they po you posted all about that. I was like, yo, look at this. So I take the assessment right around or right before I had announced it, and I came back, and my scores had flip-flopped massively. So I came back with a 90 out of 100 for integrator and a 74 out of 100 for visionary. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> this kind of works. You got realigned. And, and I've just dug in deep right there. And here's here's the reality. Um, studies show that for every four visionaries out there in small business or in the world, there's only one integrator to match up. So it's a four to one ratio. Wow. That four to one is is not an accurate ratio, though, because those four to ones, they don't necessarily align when it comes to a personality perspective, right? I don't know if you how much hiring you've done or onboarding or bringing people onto your team or organization. Oh, but, but before I became an entrepreneur, like that was my life. I was a manager. I was a coach. I had 30 personnel teams. Uh, I would, yeah, I was, I was heavily involved in hiring processes. Yes. Cool. So I'm sure you had a couple of occasions where you brought somebody on who was exactly like you personality-wise, and you ran into issues because you guys are button heads. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, too much alike. That's the same deal when it comes to integrators and visionaries, right? It's like, hey, if you're the visionary, you're looking to bring on that integrator to help with the back-end systems and processes of your business. Yes, there's the four-to-one ratio, but you also have to take time and dive into those personality assessments to make sure that you guys are a good fit. This is this is an, a, a prime example of yin and yang in the real world. Hmm. I love it. Yeah, people so, people underestimate those these things we're talking about right now. It's like you don't have to be a business owner to align with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You could just be an employee, and there's nothing. Sorry, I, I don't want to say you're just an employee. Like I, right. I was a W two guy years ago. Um, <laughs> there is definitely a misalignment in hiring practices. Uh, actually, by by time I stopped being a business coach in in the in the employee role world, I learned a lot. Of, I learned that you put in the wrong butts in the seats, and mm. you think you're directing them towards success, and you really you're not. I mean, there's people that aren't meant to be in certain jobs. And back then, that was I spent a god two different companies uh, over a decade in the call center industry. Not an easy world. Now, granted, those were all customer service style. Those were all inbound call center co corporations, but the amount of turnover was a hot mess. And yeah. again, not everybody's ready to be a business owner yet. So at least help them find the, their career path, right, within an organization. Maybe they're an integrator. I don't know. And, mm -hmm. and get them to a more successful place that aligns with who they are. But a lot of people back – I remember back then. When I am in my 20s, I was going to the, uh, the bookstores and uh, looking for – I go down the business aisle – and then I went down. There's another. There's another. I forget. I haven't been to a bookstore. I just ordered everything online. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what colors your parachute? All that type of stuff, right? You're finding your direction. You're finding your purpose. So that's why it's interesting. Rocket Fuel University. That's the beauty. Is nowadays it's 2022 as we're recording this at the end of the year, going into 2023 when this airs. And you guys, it's all turnkey. You could just find mm -hmm. this stuff online within a couple of clicks. Do it off your smartphone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You pay a couple of bucks, you get access and you learn some information. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot of what it really is, you know? And, and, and even if, if you don't go behind the paywall, there's so much free information out there today that in my opinion, there is absolutely no excuse for someone to stay stagnant. Oh, I, I have, I was just speaking at an event in upstate New York about a month ago. I'm actually going back to this week on business, but, uh, they, they, there was another speaker at the event as well. We were chatting. I ended up uh, bringing him on the podcast. So mm-hmm. he, we talked a lot about the power of Windshield University. Mm-hmm. And like I travel a lot. I, I actually, because most my, my biggest client, I do a ton of sales consulting with all the CEIOs that I meet with. So I just drive there. I'm like, all right, I'm in New Pennsylvania. I can get to upstate New York in three hours. It's like, why am I going to hop on a flight for that? I'll just yeah. drive up and then I'll spend a couple days up there, maximize the trip and then head back. And it's great. But it's like I tell people, that's how I wrote my book. I didn't write it. I voice transcribed it. I just turned on the otter.ai app while I was driving for three hours to Syracuse, New York, and just started talking out my chapters. Granted, it added a little robust uh, flavor into the editing process, (laughs) but I got it done. I chose a technique that aligned with who I was, where I was at that point in time, maximizing the windshield time, and then... Mm -hmm. When I took a break from recording the chapters, I'd turn a podcast back on or another audiobook or whatever because that's my lifestyle. And to this day, I still do that. I don't even know how many thousands of hours I've consumed in the Audible app, uh, yeah. the Stitcher Radio app, you know, the iTunes app, uh, now mm-hmm. now Spotify, all that. It's like, dude, Winchell University, man. No brainer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan myself. When I first started going down my self-development journey, when I had my first company, it was uh, – 2015 ish and i was of the mindset like i just don't have enough time to read Mm -hmm. i don't have enough time to read and and here's a small smidgen of truth although i will negate it as well i really didn't have time because i was too busy doing the shit in my business that i shouldn't have been doing right you hadn't handed it off yes i didn't have time but i was behind the wheel behind the windshield like you said multiple hours every day we're, we were a service-based company we were traveling to and from uh our home base to a customer's location to service vehicles at their lot or their their facility so three hours it was a normal day behind the windshield some days was more like six seven or eight especially in new york <laughs> don't remind me please uh, my, my client is literally there she just we were on a, a zoom real quick before this and she's yeah. there now and i was like yeah that's all you yeah, I, I literally do not go any. I told her I was like, listen, our contract. I'll I'll handle all these other states. Go meet with these companies yeah. for you. That one, all you, Long Island, all you. I don't want to deal yeah. with. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to go out there. By quick segue, uh, I had to go out there. What's that? Uh, the most top three most bougiest weddings I've been to now, the Ohika Castle. Oh, I know it. What is up with that place? Yeah, wild place. It's actually gorgeous. Dude, our friends live here. Chose to go get married there. They made everybody go to Long Island. I'm granted he's a high level. He's a high level like Um, virtual banker dude. And I get it, all the banking people that he works for are in New York City, so I get that. But they rented the whole place out. I'm like, oh Mm -hmm. my God. Easily a quarter million dollar wedding. Easily. Yeah, it's 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 a gorgeous venue. It was stupid gorgeous. So Yeah. But yeah, it's just annoying things of New York. So um, that was a lot. so it, a wedding will take me out there, but I don't want to go out there on business. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. But I mean, so now I you go back yeah, for Christmas. So when you let all that go, yeah, how'd that feel? It had to be some oh. fear. It'd be scary. Um, I was definitely going into the unknown. Yeah, right. Uh, but you know, it's funny. I'm reading this book right now. I got it here in front of me. I'm going to pull it up and show people. Yeah. The Buddha and the Badass by Vishen Lakiani. Uh, guy Take owns a really that. successful company yeah. called MindBody. Um, he talks about in here. I'm going to pull this up real quick. Let me just click Absolutely, my screen. Man. Uh, as soon as I started typing the word Buddha, just for shits and giggles here, algorithms, right? Yeah. As soon as I typed the word Buddha in Amazon, that's the first book that popped up. Boom. Guy's marketing's on point then. He's already got over 1,800 reviews. That's that's hard to get. You get people leaving reviews, and it's almost a pure, it's a 4.7 average out of five. Mm-hmm. Strong work. Yeah, it's a badass book. Yeah. He uh, he, rec- he he has this, this phrase that he uses, 
He calls it beautiful destruction in beautiful the book. Beautiful destruction. I like that. Beautiful destruction is when you realize that you have to evolve into a better version of yourself and you basically go ahead and set your own fucking castle on fire. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what I had to do. And I got shit from a lot of people. You know, I, I literally took this so-called American dream, this amazing thing that I had built for myself from the outside world looking in. I had two cars in the driveway, two new cars. I had a nice house that was on a corner property with a white vinyl fence. I had the dog. I got three kids at home. I'm married. And like I own the business. Yeah. What else do you want, bro? But you you supposedly had there. all the boxes checked. You thought I had all the boxes checked, but I wasn't fulfilled whatsoever. And I knew that if I had continued going down that path and if I had seen that mission to completion at the age of 50, 60, or 70, whatever it may have been, I would have been a miserable prick. Yeah. I don't want it. It's just similar. It's just, I'm just, you're, you're aligning with not the same story, but like that was the, why I went to go be a firefighter in my thirties. Like I was yeah. in the corporate career, all that's all that experience. And as I set it all on fire to go fight fire, <laughs> but mm-hmm. everybody was like, same thing. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like you just finished going back to school as an adult student, did a whole degree in marketing psychology. You got the resume, you got the supposed quote pedigree, all these yeah. things. And I was like, I, I, I got to take the risk. I got to see yeah. where I was going to Now, granted, I did not become a career firefighter. I got a couple of years into it. I'm like, all right, check it off the, the crazy adrenaline junkie life to-do list. Took a lot out of it. Obviously, wrote a book about yeah. it. But other than that, it's like there's some long-standing, amazing things that have come out of that, mm-hmm. that, that mental transformation, the physical, all of it. And But yeah, like you said, your normal circle of influence or your traditional at that time, everybody's like, what? You're crazy. You're going to get yeah. up your business, your home, move everybody across the country. Because mm-hmm. it's already, what they say, there's three three to four of the most stressful things in one's life is uh, divorce, yep. death, uh, losing your job or your career, or obviously getting rid of a company or losing a company. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like those are the top three actually right there. So it's like, okay, well, you <laughs> you sold the home, you moved the entire family, and relocation, there's number four. But it's like, okay, you decided to <laughs> get rid of the company, burn mm-hmm. that bridge, get rid of the house, burn that bridge, go cross country and start a whole different career initiative. Like, okay, yep. sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing about me, man. I'm either all in or all out. And that's, uh, like, that's, yeah. that's just the mindset it has like, well, fuck it. Now's the time. Let's, let's just go ahead and do it. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. Let's, let's, and- let's quickly honor the wife here. Cause I've only been married now. Yeah. Well, crap. I think I got married right around the time you and I started rapping. So, uh, yeah, I'm still getting used to the wifey thing. I'm a late bloomer. So we've only been married <laughs> just over three years. So how'd she take it? I mean, you said it was a scary move. You're doing uh, 75 hard when you decided to do all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, that first six to 12 months, challenging? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the whole story here. Okay. Um, we had been talking for about two years prior about, hey, potentially selling the house. This isn't the right, this isn't the forever place for us. And like most things, it had gone to the back burner in our talks, discussions, relationship. Okay? Because, you know, things were good enough. Yeah. And, and good is a dangerous place to be. Mm, comfort. So COVID comes, throws a monkey wrench into everyone's fucking program. Doesn't matter what you were doing. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing. Yep. Um, and, and basically... I, I got into I don't know, it was day three or day six of 75 hard and, and this lightning bolt of re- reality hits me. And it's like, hey, man, I had this sign over my desk in my, my office in New York. Um, and it was one of my core values. And she gave it to me as a birthday gift one year. And it says, I refuse to be average. Right. It's one of the values that I live by. I, I'm sitting at this desk doing some work. I look up and I said, oh, fuck me. God damn it. Like I, I, ca- I caught myself and I had to call myself out. Like living in the average house, got average cars in the driveway, got average relationships with friends and family. I have an, an average business, right? Because because as as those who own and operate the business, you know all of the little dark holes and secrets that are there. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a perfect business on the planet. I don't give a fuck who you are, what you say, don't doesn't exist. So I, I realize all this average, and I came to my wife later that day, and I said, "We got to sit down and have a conversation." Okay, 
Now, I wasn't drunk. I wasn't stoned because none of that's allowed on 75 hard. Mm-hmm. It's is stone fucking sober me coming in there and, and being like, hey, uh, now's the time. And I laid it out for her and uh, me, you know, with my integrator OCD brain, I'm sure I have it, the exact game plan uh, uh, mapped out and gave her all the bullet points and, and the reasons why. I may have even put it into a Google slide. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I, I totally would have done that. <laughs> Got a PowerPoint that shit. <laughs> yeah. So um, we had the talk and she's like, all right. She goes, I get it. She goes, makes sense. Let's roll. And one of the, one of the big pieces of the puzzle was the kids are not of age at this point to really be impacted negatively from a move. Ah, good timing. So we're either going now or we're waiting until they're 18, 19 years old. That's a hard. That's a very important part of the equation. Yeah. Yeah. Big part of the equation. Uh, COVID was actually the blessing because COVID forced my kids out of school a couple of months prior. Mm. They hadn't seen or interacted with another kid except for uh, very close friends and family in months at this point. So it wasn't like I was ripping them away from their friends in school either. Yeah. Society already did that for you. Bingo. So, Hey, let's do this. Let's do it now. If we're going to, if we're going to act on this, we need to get rolling immediately. And we did, uh, Contacted a good close buddy of mine who's a realtor in my area or at the time in New York and put the house on the market, sold it to a cash buyer for $35,000 over asking price two days after it went on the market. Nice. Oh, shit. We we, got to move faster now and go find a house in Texas because this thing's not going to be ours in a few weeks. Yeah. So uh, that that kicked us into gear. And, you know, we we came down here to Texas, looked for a house, uh, finally found one. And by the time everything was all said and done, we moved here in September 25th-ish, somewhere around there in 2020. Now, I've been getting my ass together, right? And and before 75 Hard, I was in the gym lifting weights and I was strong, but I wasn't really taking care of myself, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Okay? I was- The gym is not the entirety. No, it's not. It is not. You have to watch what goes in your pie hole. (laughs) I tell people, I, well, my former client, uh, trainer of the stars, uh, Vinny Twitterich, he, he's his, mm-hmm. he's like, guys, you can't exercise a bad diet. I mean, yeah. yes, and then also take into account cortisol, stress levels, proper sleep, uh, circadian rhythm, all that. Yep. But like, if you had all to start that. with baby steps, you know, actually, mm-hmm. I think one of your favorite quotes, you know, small steps forward daily. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. let's at least fix the kitchen, and mm-hmm. then you've got the necessary energy and the proper fuel sources to fuel the gym. So, yep. 100%. Yeah. So I did it backwards and I was just in the gym and didn't care about anything else. Right. Uh, and sometimes not the smartest dude in the room. <laughs> so um, I was 283 pounds, got to work on me with 75 hard. But by the time I wrapped it up and was done, I was like 250 pounds and like looking lean. And that was before hit, hitting Texas or is you already in Texas? That was before Texas. Yeah, I was still I thought, in that's York. what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, everything was locked down. I didn't have a gym. I had no weights. It was me, the floor at home, mm-hmm. and the road work. And when I say the road work, I mean getting your ass outside and going for a jog or yep. a walk or combination. Whatever. Well, again, 75 hard. You got to do some form of exercise every single day. Yeah, and one of them has got to be outdoors regardless of the weather. So I go through all that, and what happens, in my opinion, is you are – everyone's a leader, by the way. They just don't realize it or, or want to admit it. Thank you. Okay. I agree with that. Even if you are not a leader at work, right, you still may be the leader at home, right? So I tell, I say that because my actions inspired my wife to get to work on herself too, mm. okay? And it was tough because she, she loves hot yoga, okay? That's her jam. I've done it. Yep. I have too. It's fucking brutal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dude, it's bendy. I mean, yeah. and, and the heat does help with the bendy. Does but. so that's a problem in New York at the time too because you know you can't do that courtesy of the big C. Nope. So we we move and we move down here and she says, "Hey, um, if you're okay with it, I'm going to spend some money." It's like, "Yeah, what's up, babe? What you got?" She goes, "I want to I want to go and get uh, yoga certified, YTT training, yoga teacher training certification." Yeah. She said, "I want to you know teach yoga." Oh, okay, cool. What does it look like? She's like, well, I didn't realize how intense it was. She goes, um, it's about 40 hours a week for six weeks. Uh, it's two-a-day workouts, and there's also classroom time on top of that. 
It's like, okay, like what, what's, what's, what's required. She's like, I need to spend about six grand. <laughs> I was like, okay, fantastic. Um, but at the same point in time, I also realized that my wife was coming along with me. She's my ride or die has been next to me since day one. She's coming along with me and I'm taking her away from people that she's very close with at home, her mom or sister, sure. other family. I got to keep this girl busy before she for gets six home. grand. That's a that's very cost effective. I mean, <laughs> true. The ROI on that for for uh, for time management and keeping her mentally and physically busy during that transition. Yeah, I mean it's still a nut, but I mean it's a doable nut when you take all of that into you know the calculation process. Yeah. So she comes in, gets busy with it, and the first or second day that she comes back from classes. She comes back and she's got a stack of books, right? Maybe it's it's ten books deep. I'm looking at the stack of books and I'm like, "Yep, got that one. Got that one. Got nope. Haven't read that one. Got that one. Haven't read that one. Got that one. Got that one." And I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" And the books that she's reading for this this class are all about self development and mindset. Sure. I'm like, "Wow, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of crossover there." So she winds up going through this thing, learns a lot about herself. She gets in better shape. And now the stuff that I've been talking about for two and three years when it comes to, to the, the, the mindset and, and the personal development stuff, she understands it at a much deeper level. Plus, she's also now got third-party validation. So she really mm. buys into it. It's not just coming out of my mouth. Very nice. Right? Yeah. Cool. She gets to work. She's doing a thing. About a month later, she goes, I want to go back for more. But more what? So my wife, just to give you the backstory here, she's a school psychologist by trade. Okay, she's got a master's degree in school psychology. She she worked in New York City schools for over ten years, helping kids. She's got a passion for it. Me, I don't want that. Nope, no, thank you. Right, it's necessary. There's special people on the planet who handle that. Oh yeah, she is one of those people. More power so, to them. And yes, thank exactly. you to all teachers, psychologists, psychiatrists, all the above. Yes, wow, especially the ones who are specifically helping children. Yeah. Not me. For real. So she goes to me. Um, they just released this new class, and it'll get me certified to teach kids yoga. Hmm. She goes, I want to go do that, too. I've had it. She goes. She gets certified for that, too, the whole nine yards. And she goes, I want to start a business. It's like, all right, I'm talking my language now. <laughs> so she, she starts a company where she's actually been going into schools, and she's teaching kids yoga in schools. She, she understands the lingo in school. She worked in schools for so many years that it's easy for her to come in there and just speak their language sure. and be part of the crowd. Um, so she's doing all this. And we think that the whole reason that she's going through all this stuff here is so she can find a purpose and start her business and help other people. This is where, this is where the story takes a twist and the year of 2022 gets really fucked up. <laughs> I'm going to give you a short version of this. <clears throat> Uh, I find a lump in my, my wife's left breast in December of last year. February of 2022, I land in Vegas to go speak at an event. My phone rings as I land. It's her. We got a problem. We got to talk. And I knew exactly what she was going to tell me because I knew what she had been going through mm. test-wise prior. Um, and, and she gives me the information. Long story short, she gets diagnosed with breast cancer in her left breast. They find two forms of cancer, two forms of, uh, um, uh, I think it's carcinoma or something. I, I forget what they are, but two, two forms of cancer. We catch it pretty early and we start going through the whole process. The reason I tell you that story there is not to be like, oh, you know, poor us. Like, we're good. We got this. The lesson that was to be learned was hidden. It was, it was like, it was camouflaged from both of us. Mm. So here we both are thinking that my wife is going through all this shit over here and learning and, and strengthening her body, strengthening her mindset, strengthening her spirituality so she can be better equipped to go help kids who are in need. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. You're doing the prep work right now to get yourself strong for the bullshit that you're about to go through over the next 12 months. Oh, yeah. Cancer's no joke. Yep. Yeah, a lot, that's... It gives me chills just thinking about it. I'm literally, I, I get the little goosebumps popping up because I, I, I get you. And I've done a lot of charity work and I've got very people close to me who've been through not just cancer. I mean, God, MS. I lost a cousin yeah. to ALS. That's a really fucked up disease. Uh -huh. and, uh, Luke Eric's disease, man. That'll just 
tear you apart. Star football player gone within a couple of years. So, and I like where you're hitting on there is that this comes back to interesting to see your perspective on this. All this growth we're talking about, and then people don't understand because I don't think I understood years ago either this selfish component that if we don't take the time to get selfish and work on our shit, we'll never be able to help hundreds, let alone thousands and possibly millions down the road. What are your thoughts yeah. around this? That's, that's what I'm hearing. When you hit that up, like, yeah, yeah so like, guess what? Yes, you did this to help the kids. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It's time to get selfish, all right? You're about to rock, rock yeah. it through one of the hardest things of your life. Yeah. Uh, I, I speak about this frequently, whether it's, you know, in a podcast, me going to an event and public speaking, I, I get asked often as well. Um, and my whole point here is my life didn't start getting really fucking good in all areas, right? We're talking spiritually, financially, physically, all that stuff. It didn't start getting good in all areas until I became a selfish motherfucker. And I don't mean that from a bad perspective either. I don't mean like I became selfish in a bad way. No. I got selfish because when I wake up first thing in the day, and I'm sure you're probably very similar to the way I am, I'm dialed the fuck in and I take care of me before I take care of anybody else, including my wife and including my kids. Oh, yeah. And that's okay. Uh, and for the, for, for, dude, I would say the first 35 years of my life, I was always the last one on the list. Mm-hmm. And when I switched that, a lot of really cool things and good things started happening in my life. And the more good things that happened in my life allowed me to pour more good shit into other people's lives around me. Absolutely. And I fully align with you. Now. It's like the hell this morning. My wife can't stand it that I'm a morning person. Mm-hmm. I said, but baby, if I'm not a morning person, then I can't go check the gym off the list at seven o'clock in the morning. Now, granted, mm-hmm. our old house during the pandemic, I started buying up equipment and uh, big CrossFit guys, so functional fitness, a lot of free weights. Built the gym in the garage at the old house. Now the new yep. house here, I have the guy just built a brand new pole barn. I'm turning that into the most epic man zone. It's, just, uh, it's yeah. I decided to slow it down a little bit. I was getting a little excited. Like, <laughs> oh, let me just let me stretch out the fun of the transformation. But dude, yeah. Garage Bay One became as soon as I moved in became gym. Like that is yeah. first thing you see, massive gym area. Like I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, checking that off the list first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, the day gets away from me. Like you said, taking care of myself, you know? Yeah. And then, but, and it was, well, the funny thing was this morning, she comes in in the middle of my workout, which I do get frustrated. I'm like, but hey, she's my wife. And she came mm-hmm. in with the dog. The dog wants to play with me, new, new puppy. And she's like, hey, water heater's not working. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. let me finish my workout. You know, me, me, me. And I'll, I'll, I'll yep. go deal with it. You know, it's, it's now it's only 730 in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if I wanted to call a contract, they're not going to answer. So yeah. that's one of the advantages of doing a, becoming a morning person. But yeah, I agree with you, man. You got to take care of your own shit, because then it just dumps off there on everybody else. You know, especially the energy. That's a lot. A lot of we didn't even say today. Like and I, that's why I'm like, dude, step up academy. By the way, love the branding. Um, so I, I love what you guys are doing. Ryan's awesome. Everybody else in your team. But it's like, there's the energy component. Like that's one thing from the pandemic too, man. I missed live events. I mm-hmm. love now, now. Now that I'm slowly becoming more of a speaker too, I love just the growth of now trying to pass that energy through like into the audience, which is even more fun. But, um, and that's, that's, that's a process as you know, right. Becoming an author and then eventually a speaker and, and then integrator that energy, man, like what you got a little secrets, little, little tips of the tricks that come from step up County. Is there anything you do energy wise for your, your, your fans, your followers, your, your committed foes, so to speak. Um, it all goes back to the, the, the first, shit you decide to start with at the beginning of the day if you think another cup of coffee is going to help you out with your energy you, you got you got issues yeah. um tell you what i don't know your opinions on this uh i started seeing a wellness doctor oh I, i'm not an md guy no 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 uh one of the, i'll go if I, I collapsed along a year and a half ago almost died they well, was a death that, that, that i went to the regular medical people for that you know there was a lung yeah. surgery involved <laughs> Okay. But yeah, no, I'm a great big wellness guy, dude. I've been doing a yeah. Cairo for a long time. I'm getting uh, functional medicine is finally getting its its just desserts. The right influencers are out there now. Very yeah. exciting. Yeah, I agree. So I have I have two wellness doctors that I deal with. One's a Cairo and one's an actual MD. Nice. And the MD is like 
I don't really give a shit what those uh, of my colleagues here think in the U.S. That's a good idea. Uh, he was, yeah, he, he actually trained a lot in Europe and everything that he's told me, he's like, Europe is 10 years advanced yeah. from where we are in the U.S. with most things. So I got both of these guys doing a bunch of things and they're both high performance former athletes who have become doctors and are hard charging, very successful entrepreneurs nice. and not just their medical practices, but a lot of other ventures that they've gone on with. They understand the game. They understand how entrepreneurs move and operate. Okay. And uh, I sat down with both these dudes and, and they came at me and they're like, you do realize that you're not a Honda Accord, right? I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. Coming from, I, I grew up as a, as a car guy for 20 something years of my life. I'm like, what do you mean, bro? It's like, you're the Porsche or the Ferrari of people. Like you're a hard charging entrepreneur. If you think that you can continue to put 87 octane in your, in your gas tank and still perform at high levels with yeah. limited sleep, higher stress levels and all this X, Y, and Z shit, like you're out of your fucking mind. Preach it, brother. Preach it. Keep going. I like, love well, what does that going. mean to me? It's like, well, we got to go send you for some blood work and check everything out. And we're going to check your levels and see what's going on. And we'll know more from there. Um, so my blood work comes back and my, I was, this is two years ago. It's right around pandemic time. Uh, when I started with those dudes, uh, my testosterone levels came back at 200 and I think 32. Now, according to my MD, I was within the zone. I was good to go. Mm -hmm. And these guys are like, yeah, no, no, this is, this is way low. And I and, and they they rattled off all the symptoms that I was having. You probably uh, have bouts of depression. You probably have this. You probably have this. You're sluggish here. You, your lack of energy. You know your sex drive is probably diminished at this point in time. Like check to check to check to check check. All right, cool. This is what we need to do. And that was one of the small pieces of the puzzle was to get me on a, a TRT testosterone replacement therapy. Right. So now my levels are anywhere between a thousand and twelve hundred, depending upon when I test. Nice. Right. So I'm there. That's changed a lot for me. Um, but the the wellness stuff with those dudes goes way beyond just, hey, you know, what's your blood work? What, what what are your hormone levels at? Like they dive into some other really cool shit that has helped me tremendously in a bunch of other areas. Yeah, I, you know, I've had my testing and I'm still good. But I have a good friend of mine that is currently going into figuring out all the TRT stuff himself. I'm like, listen, we're all biologically different. We all have mm -hmm. different fundamentals, different genealogy, different upbringings. Uh, we already said this earlier, right? Different uh, fitness practices and obviously kitchen practices. Yes, you can dial the kitchen and everything else, but then some people just might need a little little kickstart, so to speak. Um, yeah. But I love your reference because obviously I'm a big fuel guy. Right? It's in my branding, but it's like I remind people all the time. My guys, like, how the hell do you expect to run like a high-performance machine as a human being and you literally are putting shit in the tank? Like. Mm -hmm. I, I, it does, so I always go back to the kitchen. I'm like, I love it. I mean, anybody who follows my personal feeds online, like I just post a ton of steak, bacon, and eggs. People don't get it. I'm like, yeah, sorry. It's that simple. Uh, but, mm -hmm. but yes, I agree with your point on that. Some people may need a little TRT love, right? A buddy yeah. of mine's going to go through that shit. He's, he's only, actually, he's a year younger than me. You said you're 43. He's 44, and I just turned 45 back in September. So we're all yep. in the same bracket. Sure. It just, maybe I'm lucking out right now. I don't know. So, yeah. but I've always been a big blood work guy. Uh, mm -hmm. I had a great geneticist on this show a couple times over the years. Uh, Dr. Anthony J. He does an actual genetic profiling on supplementation and what chemicals to avoid and what could positively or negatively influence you. Like I, that's how I learned that I can actually uh, process caffeine. Like I can expel mm -hmm. it twice as fast as most people. Just goes right through me. Yep. I'm like, okay. I bet you I have the same deal because I yeah. can drink coffee all day long and it doesn't make a difference. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's fun too. Cause I do love the taste of coffee. So I was like, Oh great. I don't feel so bad. <laughs> uh, well, so on this again, cause I, I, I love bringing you back on because obviously a lot of the newer listeners, right. They don't know. Mm -hmm. They've met you yet. So giving you more of this, that's what I love about this. People who grow exponentially like yourself. And now I can actually luckily, thankfully say maybe even myself over the years, isn't it great to just become completely transparent and say whatever the fuck you want? <laughs> Doesn't that feel good? It's uh, it honestly at this point it's just become part of my brand. Like I, I just tell it how it is, oh, yeah. right? And and I was always somewhat that way, but as I grew and evolved and and did more things and became more confident, 
it's to the point now where it's almost brutal. You know why I'm bringing that up? Give right? a fuck. Oh, let's hear it. Well, I because I'm rewinding back to our very first podcast together. <laughs> And I profile people. I look at their feeds mm-hmm. online. I'm like, you were, you were definitely a you know, New Yorker, you know? But I'm like, sure. nah, 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 nah. Since Texas, since your new circle of influence, since you embracing your new role, mm. uh, and maybe obviously the Step It Up Academy process itself, definitely much more open, much more transparent, oh. much more in a positive way, ladies and gentlemen. I don't give a fuck because I'm not going to slow down and I need to help other people. Right. That's what I'm kind of fast forwarding on that little statement there is, you know what? Let the filters go. You be you. And if people don't like it, let them go follow somebody else. Let them go work with somebody else. Mm -hmm. I don't have time for that shit. It's phenomenal. It's helped me grow my sales consulting business exponentially because I'm like, why am I wasting time on you? These people will actually want to work with me. I'm Mm going to go help them. So, yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, It's something that I felt a, a, a lot, even as a younger kid. But I didn't have the balls to pull the trigger and operate that way. Well, I think a lot of us, too, are brought up thinking that we had to have filters. And I get mm-hmm. it. In certain you know, certain situations, weddings, you know, if you're going to do the church thing or whatever, okay, there might be some times you might not want to be no filter. Right. <laughs> I get that. Uh, I, can, I can still remember when I was dating my now wife, and I think I used the F-bomb a few too many times at the in-laws' house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, well... I spent years as a firefighter and that didn't help at all. Like it was just F everything every five seconds. So uh, it says, yeah, you have to, there's a time and a place. Uh, but I have found when I podcast or when I'm at a entrepreneurial event or at a conference, mm-hmm. whatever, I am drawn towards the people. You could tell just, dude, I'm here to rip the lid off. I don't have time to filter. I'm going to say it the way it is. And hopefully you, you can accept that. If not, I'll just keep moving through the crowd and moving on to the next people because there's people out there who do get me and they do want to align with me. And I, I, I also I just like the big keyword for me is freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I just oof. it's it's truly. I was talking about energy earlier, right? And that, uh, how you how you get all the energy into your into your programming. If you guys do a step up academy, I'm like guys, freedom is oh my god, it's it's an amplifier. Uh, for mm-hmm. energy. I don't know how you guys talk to that with everything you guys do, but yeah, it definitely is. Um, it definitely is. You know, we're, we're really more focused on uh, the back end operational piece of, of helping people. Yeah. Cause here's, here's my biggest pet peeve right now in the coaching mastermind space. <sighs> Take a deep breath here. I'm, There's I'm, a lot I'm of guys. Out there I kind of know where you're knows. going, but I'm all right. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> They're real fucking hot and heavy with, giving you real surface level shit and charging you a lot of fucking money. Yet when you ask them, Hey, how do I actually do this? They don't fucking know. Nope. I got a problem with that. Or, and I get it. Funnels, sales pitches, the processes. I'm okay mm-hmm. with it when they're used in an ethical way. Yeah. Uh, and with integrity, right? Like, Again, you're an ink guy. I got ink. I, I tattooed duty, respect, and integrity. These were the fundamentals of wildland firefighters, right? Like we lived yeah. by that. I wanted. I never wanted to forget that. and put them on my ribs. Mm-hmm. I take that into everything I do with my charity, you know, my book, my podcast, everything. And I agree with that. Where's the integrity on that? You get people that are so desperate to succeed with their business. And you mm-hmm. get them in, you fish them in, you, you reel them in on the fishing line, and then you, you get them all hyped up and you make it all look pretty and flashy, and then it just falls flat. There's no yeah. follow through. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that I find. I find that, uh, and, and this this ties back a lot to most people who start businesses being visionaries. Most visionaries are very strong on the front end of the process, marketing and sales. Sure, they're, they're okay? establishing the vision. They'll establish the vision. They're, they're great people. They attract the right people. They'll collect. They'll close the sale. They'll get your money. And that's when things fall apart because they have no emphasis whatsoever on the fulfillment side of business. Like, ah, oh, we'll figure that out later. And then later never fucking comes because they're too busy circling back to step one to go collect more money because they got bills to pay coming into the month. Sure. Yeah. So we help on the back side of the business. Uh, but you know everything that I've learned when it comes to operations and just business in general, it all flows over and, and integrates flawlessly with personal development. 
So, hey, you want to become a bad, badass integrator? Hey, you want to become an operations person? Hey, you want to get better systems and processes in your company? Cool. It starts with you getting better first. I 100% agree with you on that. But again, that's why I was like, I have to keep dropping the branding because, well, I'm a sales and marketing guy and you're on my show, so why not? <laughs> but uh, I again, I like your pieces here of just simple right here. You know, it's a step-by-step -step formula, you know, for small business owners. Like, okay, yes, you want to scale quickly, but the other part of that end of the equation that we were just saying is missing. People still don't see the light at the end of the tunnel for getting their time back. Yeah. Because to your point, a lot of these programs out there, they're missing the next steps, the actual detailed answers, the processes, you know, or to your point, right? The keyword of integration, right? How do I integrate all these great things you're teaching me into my specific business? Because yes, every business is a little bit different. There's going to be a mm -hmm. lot of commonality that shoots across all, all businesses. But yes, if you have different industries, different sizes, capacities, do you have employees? Do you have virtual assistants? Do you have none of that? Yada, yada, yada. Um, so I do like the fact, again, your tagline here on the site, it's time to run your business without letting it run you. So again, getting that time back is at the end of the equation. There's a lot of work that has to happen before that. So obviously, mm -hmm. big fundamental of your program. You know, you're trying to help people step it up. Well, we're yeah. going to step you up, but we're actually going to get you some answers at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, listen, uh, man, I've been having a blast catching up with you, dude. I, I'm, like I said, I watch you online. You know, it's anybody I've connected with in the podcast world, I stay connected with them. And it's been fun watching your transformation from afar. So, and yeah. I'm not a stalker, I swear. <laughs> when, well, when you, man. When you meet people you align with, it's just like, dude, I'm excited. Like when I saw you pick up and you're going to go to text, I'm like, hell yeah, let's see what's going to go down. And mm -hmm. and then I saw you the, the day you moved into the house, right? And then fast forward, obviously, the day you mentioned about your wife and going through the cancer, like I, I, I saw all this go down. So I'm glad yeah. you, you decided to bring it up on the show today. You guys have been through a lot, a lot. Yeah, it's been a wild ass two years. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, but I have, I have no regrets, and the only thing that I would change, right? Because, because let's just be real, is I would, I'd rip that fucking cancer out of my wife and just throw it to the side because no one needs that shit in their lives. I, but beyond that, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. And again, if you want to get all spiritual about it, you didn't know, right? Mm -hmm. So can cancer is going to choose to manifest you. You were mm -hmm. you were meant to find it when you did and go through that process at that point in time when the universe said fit or if you're in spiritual, the Lord, God, all that stuff. Whatever. Yep. You can't plan for these things. So mm -hmm. it's scary as shit. That's the other thing. Like these people who are out there living in fear of doing things like during the whole big C and the, all yep. that. It's like I, I didn't slow down at all. Mm -hmm. I grew my business during the big C because mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, well, double down. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like, it's got to end sooner or later. I got a life to live. I'm not slowing down. Mm -hmm. So, well, listen, yes, it's been a blast catching up with you. Uh, if you remember from back in the day, the last few episodes, I always, well, I started asking people, maybe not the first episode. I started asking people through my growth. I've learned to ask people, mm -hmm. you know, is there a legacy concept or a legacy message that you're starting to reach or, or fulfill in everything you're doing right now? Is that something you want to leave behind for the audience? Is there a legacy message out there? Because obviously what we already summed up today, you guys have been through a lot. Like, is yeah. there something that's all encompassing on that, that you're trying to push forward down the road? Uh, I think I sign off with it on just about every social media post and we, we can finish on that small steps forward daily. Like literally that's how I live my life. You know, a lot of people want to go back to baseball, for instance, right? Uh, so many people want to come to the plate and they want to smash that home run or get the grand slam and knock it out of the park. Yeah. Reality, like, yeah, it happens every so often, but not so much. Yeah. Right. I'd rather go there and hit base base hits, right? Hit, hit a ground ball and get on base every time I'm at bat. If I can almost guarantee or work my schedule so I'm I'm actually making progress every day, then let's roll with that. Because that right there is, is is any of the big wins that I've had in my life has been a, a very gradual buildup of small wins over a long period of time that then transition over to the, oh, wow, he's an overnight success. Yeah, yeah 22-something, 23 years of, of hard work to become an overnight success. <laughs> I 100% agree with you, sir. Well said. And actually, I'll, I'll add my little tag on that. 22 years of putting in the reps, right? 
we had a little bit of a health and fitness chat today too, right? You got to put in the reps, people. And, and, and he definitely helped us reiterate that and reestablish that as an important process for us, at, no matter where you're at in your journey, ladies and gentlemen. Again, you, you just got done hanging out with a guy who's, he's been featured in Forbes. He's been a double best-selling author, you know, uh, picked up his whole life, moved his whole family to another state, gave, you know, sold his company, sold his life, started all over again, working with his wife to beat cancer. I mean, come on, like, that's a pedigree for success. So if you're intrigued by this gentleman any further, go check out steppitupacademy.com. I'm going to screen share one more time for the video because the site is clean. It's simple, and that's the way it should be. Don't confuse people. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. If you didn't get some of that out of today's episode, you need to go back and listen again. All right? So again, as a reminder, the show airs on YouTube as well, as long as the regular podcast world. So again, thanks for hanging out. And remember... You too could live the fuel. And we'll talk to you guys again soon.